0: I'm Gregory Berg. The following Morning Show interview was recorded and initially broadcast back in 1998, not long after Joya Zamora was named Miss Kenosha. The interview is an interesting behind-the-scenes look at the world of pageants. After the interview, I will tell you what Joya Zamora is up to today. Thank you, uh, Bill. Good morning, everyone. And it is a pleasure to have with us today on the Morning Show, Joya Zamora, uh, Miss Kenosha for 1998, who uh, also incidentally did very well at the state pageant, uh, finishing, uh, finishing fourth in the, uh, Miss Wisconsin pageant. So, uh, Joya Zamora and I sort of shared the bill, uh, a week or so ago on a John Bunick concert. That was, uh, my first, uh, opportunity to meet Joya Zamora. And, uh, then, uh, the general manager, Frank Faldudo, I made the suggestion that, uh, we have Joya on the morning show, and it's something that we've talked about doing over the years, and uh, maybe once or twice have actually managed to do it, but uh, it's been uh, too long since we've had a Miss Kenosha or Miss Racine on our morning show program. So Joya Zamora, we're uh, glad to have you here, and welcome to the morning show.
1: Pleasure is mine. Good to be here.
0: Joya is uh, going to be a senior at Marquette University in broadcast journalism, as a matter of fact. So she gets another chance to... uh, try herself out uh, behind a microphone, and we're going to talk about uh, her experience through the Miss Kenosha and Miss Wisconsin pageants and uh, some of her hopes and dreams for the future. We're also going to talk about uh, kind of an interesting facet to all of this, uh, that being uh, the pageant background, if you will, in the Zamora household, and uh, Joya's mother, also Joya Zamora. Tell us about that.
1: Well, my mom, Joya Del Conte Zamora, was Miss Kenosha 23 years ago in 1975. So I've uh, been able to have the pleasure to watch the pageant system over the years. Ever since I was born, I've been going to every single Miss Kenosha pageant. And I was just brought up knowing how the pageants work and just realizing what an important thing it is and how wonderful of a system it is. And so I don't think I'd be here today and I'd actually be Miss Kenosha without having that background and having my mother sort of... Not push me into it, but push me towards towards achieving my goals and my dreams
0: mm-hmm.
1: as far as the pageant goes.
0: Well, you could almost serve as kind of a historian for us then, oddly enough, for someone as young as you are. You've seen a lot of the Miss Kenosha pageant over the years. Has it changed in any dramatic, significant ways, would you say, over those, oh, few, over those yes. years? Yes,
1: most definitely. Even speaking to my mom about how it was in the, the middle 70s and the late 70s, um, it's changed a lot. Back then, it was more. I think it was more based on on talent and looks, whereas now, interview really plays a large part in it. Even though talent is worth forty percent and interview is only thirty percent, I think interview um, actually, even though the numbers are are not higher interview ways more because that's the first chance they see you the first time that they ever see you and also before i think swimsuit was a bigger deal now you you're on stage real quick and you're off within a matter of fifteen seconds back Mm -hmm. then You were walking very slowly and pausing, and and that's changed a lot as well. Plus, it's it's focused more on the scholarship aspect of it all, and that's the main point of it is it is a scholarship pageant for young women to go and earn money for school. And back then, I I don't think that they really focused on that as much.
0: Hmm, Interesting. Talk us through what is sort of the process to even become a contestant for Miss Kenosha. First of all, were you... Uh, a candidate this one time or had you been a candidate for miss kenosha before
1: no this is my first time oddly enough because most people it seems have problems winning their first time It it takes a couple times to get used to the system and how everything works and basically all you do is to become a candidate you just see the ad in the paper and call mr cristiano the director up and you're in And that's that's basically how it works on the local level.
0: So you don't have to be nominated or anything? No,
1: nothing like that. You just have to meet the requirement, the age requirements.
0: And what is that?
1: I believe it's 17. 17 is the youngest, and 24 is the oldest. Oh, okay. I believe.
0: Uh, Did you have any soul-searching to do or anything before you became a, a, a candidate? Or was this something you very easily decided you wanted to do?
1: Well, it was something I always knew I had wanted to do ever since I was a little girl. However, I knew that I had to wait to the exact moment in my life where I thought where I'd felt if I had win if I was to win that I would be ready for the title because it's a lot of work. It really is. And I wanted to make sure that I had time in my life to make room for the title of Miss Kenosha and to give it one hundred percent. So I did actually. It might sound a little funny to you but I did. You have to sit back and think, am I ready for this? What if I were to win? Am I go- you know, am I going to, to give my all to this?
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, although you were too young to Observe the reign of your mother as Miss Kenosha. I'm sure she could uh, tell you firsthand about the the kind of time commitment It it represents if you're given that title.
1: Oh, most definitely.
0: Yeah Well, what is the time frame between? Deciding you want to be a candidate throwing your hat in the ring as it were and uh, and then the actual pageant where the title is Decided is that a span of, of weeks or months and what kind of preparation happens in that time?
1: Uh, it's all a little foggy right now to me, but I believe it was about three months. January, I think, was the time when i you had to have your um your information in and the final cutoff for contestants. And then March seventh was the actual pageant. and in the in between time, we had rehearsals with the other contestants. We got to meet them. We got to speak with Lou, the director and and just pretty much worked on the show.
0: How many candidates were we talking about this year?
1: At Miss Kenosha, there were 10 contestants.
0: Okay. And I suppose a a lot of these were young women that you already knew. Did you know all of them or most of them? No,
1: I didn't, in fact. I was the oldest out of all of them. (laughs) Really? I was sort of like the mother hen because they were all (laughs) in high, or a majority of them were seniors in high school, and the rest were were younger than me. So it was weird. (laughs)
0: So let's call it a competition then, the pageant itself. What, what were the, the various events? Is that what you even call them? I'm not sure. Um,
1: probably phases of competition. Okay, phases
0: of competition.
1: Uh, well, you have an interview with the judges, and that I believe is 12 minutes long.
0: That's at the pageant itself?
1: No, it isn't. It's during the day of the pageant, hmm. held at the fireside, a, a private interview.
0: Oh, and it's a private thing. Yes. And how many judges are we talking about? Five. Okay. Tell us a little bit about that. What kinds of questions were you asked?
1: Well, I think that's the most difficult part of everything. I really prepared a lot for that, probably the most for that. Uh, you're asked anything from you know world events to your ultimate goals in life. You have to know a wide array of things. Read, reading the newspaper every day—that's what I did. I met with um, a woman up in Milwaukee who helped me and coached me. Not to say she coached me on how to speak and how to use your hands and mm. you know things like that. It's not something a lot of people are under the, under the impression that you're just saying what you think the judges want to hear, and that's not it at all. <laughs> world it's peace, I want <laughs> world
0: peace. Is I know the old joke, but
1: it's just your opinion on, on matters and how you deliver that mm-hmm. and how you come to that conclusion.
0: Is it uh, violating pageant policy for you to tell us maybe one of the questions you oh, were no. asked in that interview? Uh,
1: one of the questions which I thought was the most interesting, um, the judge, one of the judges asked me a question about broadcast journalism. And this is how she said it. She said, pretend that you are a reporter right now and you're covering this event right this second and do a 20-second live stand-up. And I had to say, oh my good evening or, you know, good afternoon. I'm Joy Zamora, live from the Fireside Restaurant in Kenosha, yada, yada, yada. Wow. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what I said, but that was very difficult.
0: I bet you didn't see that coming.
1: I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. But there was a lot of difficult questions. And, and then another guy went so far as to ask me about my golf game because I had down on my resume that I had enjoyed golf. So it couldn't be anything. It can be anything. From
0: weighty matters of state uh, to what do you like to do in your spare time. Exactly. Wow, an interesting mix. It would be interesting to talk to some of those judges to find out how they come up with with what they do. I know. If they walk in there armed with their questions already. I could see, too, how this would be the event that could really derail uh, a young young contestant who maybe has a, a real flashy talent and might be very beautiful to look at but this kind of a situation is not something that uh, everybody experiences nor that everybody's going to be able to handle very most well. most
1: definitely and that that's what i think is the most difficult part of it they don't want someone that can sit up there and sing or that can look beautiful they want someone who can speak to the public and they want someone who's going to be an ambassador with talent. The talent's the extra part. Yeah. First of all, you have to be able to speak your mind and to have, you know, s- some good opinions about things and know what you're talking about.
0: As you finish the interview, are you told in any concrete way how you did, or do you, or, I assume you at some <laughs> point find out what your score was or whatever, but, I mean, otherwise, do you, you just walk out sort of guessing? I think basically, that went Basically, well. <laughs>
1: yes. You basically, it's like all a guessing game. And then you have about... Two or three hours before the the show at night. And it's just a day filled with your stomach. I remember how bad I was. I couldn't even eat. I was so nervous. Mm. Because, you know, I walked out there thinking, you never know. You might think it went well, but then again, it didn't. You know how people are. Mm. Who knows? So you just got to guess. <laughs>
0: well, apparently you uh, you did a very good job with uh, with that and as you said this is the interview phase if anything is is given more weight and significance than it, than it once was. Well, let's proceed to the pageant itself. What are the phases that uh, that occurred through the course of the pageant itself in the evening?
1: Okay, well first of all, interview is worth 30%. Mm-hmm. Then at the pageant itself, you have evening gown, which you're just on stage in a gown and you answer a question in front of the entire audience pertaining to your platform. And Evening gown is worth 15%.
0: Tell us about the platform. What do you mean by that?
1: And that's what I, I forgot to mention, that that's another major change that has occurred over the years in the Miss America Scholarship Program. It's um, It was implemented, I believe, in the early 1990s. And what it is is an issue that you, as a contestant, feel very firmly and strongly about. And something that you if if you were to win miss wisconsin or miss kenosha something that you want to implement throughout your city or state and mine is called students enhancing education or C, and it's um, a volunteer organization that I belong to at Marquette University, and what we do is we we travel to various inner city schools in Milwaukee, and we tutor and mentor the kids. And I've, I've done a little bit of that in Kenosha since I became Miss Kenosha. I've gone to several elementary schools, and just to see if this sort of program would work out there. I mean, I know we don't have an inner-city population, but I think it would work well for for kids of any background. Hmm. And so that that's what I'm doing. That's what oh. my platform is, and I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk about that in a little more detail uh, before okay. we're done. So that's the evening gown competition. You're yeah. asked one question <laughs> pertaining to. You know, your why do you do that, pen. or why is that important to you or something? Right. And you have to do it with, uh, I guess this is where we we're talking about poise, isn't it? Yes.
1: <laughs> my most difficult part with that, which I had to remember, which I have to remember through all of this, is I can't use my hands too much
0: mm. because I'm
1: Italian, and you know how the <laughs> Italians are. And my, my trainer told me, you have to stop using your hands so much. So mm. that's difficult when you're standing on stage in front of, you know, a thousand people and the judges, and answering a question that you don't you don't know what they're going to ask you really. Yeah. You have an idea but you don't really know.
0: Right. Uh is the gown that you wore the one that you wore at the band shell the other night for the concert, the pretty blue yeah. gown is that what what you wore for the pageant?
1: No, not for Miss Kenosha. I I bought that for Miss Wisconsin. The gown that I wore for Miss Kenosha was the one that I have on in every picture you see of me in the newspaper. <laughs> it's Because okay. they only have one picture of me, so they, they use the same one. It's just this red one.
0: Where do you uh, where do you find gowns? Where, where, where do you buy something like that?
1: Oh, you'd be surprised. You can find them a lot of places. I got mine from Miss Kenosha in Milwaukee, and I got mine from Wisconsin in Chicago. And, you know, there's places in Kenosha. I also got some from Kenosha. Robert's Bridal donates um, a whole entire wardrobe to Miss Kenosha every year.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful. So he gave me some gowns as well. You can get them anywhere.
0: I guess just not in the corner of the store I go to. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking with Miss Kenosha 1998, uh, Joya Zamora, finding out about uh, the... The rain, her reign so far as Miss Kenosha, and uh, we'll get to her experience uh, proceeding to the state pageant where she, she did very well. We're talking about the, the very various facets of competition for the pageant itself. So we've talked about uh, evening gown, which kind of opens things up and so on. What else happens at the pageant?
1: Then you have talent, which you have two minutes to display whatever talent wow, you Wow, that's have.
0: not very long. Yes. You can hardly get a song out.
1: I know. They've been cutting it down year after year after year. It used to be up to like three minutes and 50 seconds and now it's down to two minutes so um you know some people play the instrument, sing dance do a monologue one girl at miss wisconsin this year did a roller skating routine (laughs) on stage anything you want you can do in two minutes
0: Yours obviously was singing. What did you do for two minutes? Did you find a two-minute song?
1: Well, I obviously had to cut it down. That was very difficult as well, cutting it down, because, you know, you don't want to take too much out of the song. It's hard to pick a song that you can sing in two minutes. And I sing Happy Days Are Here Again.
0: Oh, okay. Evening gown talent, what else is there in the pageant?
1: And swimsuits. <laughs> the oh, dreaded swimsuits.
0: So that's still there, huh? Yes,
1: it is. But as I said before, there's not a lar- as large of an emphasis on it as there there was in the past. But now, you can wear two pieces. That's hmm. a new rule that was implemented last year.
0: Now, if, if I remember correctly, uh, at the Miss America level or at one of the high-profile pageants, there was a big... Headline change where uh, all of a sudden you they weren't in shoes anymore in the swimsuit yes. they go out barefoot. What what happens at Miss Kenosha? Uh,
1: Miss Kenosha, you wear shoes. I think that's better that way. I'd rather have shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're feeling so odd up there as it is. Hmm. Being barefoot probably doesn't help,
0: yeah, so then is but that's simply a walk out there and turn around and walk back yes. out, kind of thing and it 's
1: really what it is is to see if you 're physically fit, you know to see if you're you know you hmm. have a healthy body and you take good care of yourself that 's pretty much what it is, and I think if you think of it that way it's a little more easier to do. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's another thing that could turn a lot of people away from, from being in a pageant like this. Mm-hmm.
0: So how long does that take? How how long are we talking about walking out and standing and walking back? Is it a matter of seconds or minutes? Or? Well,
1: no, not minutes. It's seconds. Matter of seconds. At Miss Kenosha, it was about maybe 25 seconds. At Miss Wisconsin, 15 to 20 they really rushed you at Miss Wisconsin. You were, you were in and out Wow. in a flash.
0: Okay. <laughs> so does that cover all the facets of competition then for the yes. evening? Um, then at what point do uh, the big announcements get made then? Is, is there a long period of, of waiting while scores are tabulated and so on? Yeah,
1: it doesn't take too long. They usually have the former or the Miss Kenosha of that year that's giving her crown up, uh, sing a couple songs, some guest performers, and that's it. They do it real quick. Mm-hmm. and then you find out <laughs> yeah
0: tell us about the announcement how's that how is that made is it kind of like we see on television yeah and?
1: it's it's very they have the drum roll it's very emotional and especially i mean you know who your competition is going to be obviously at that point and you know if someone else is called first runner up then maybe you have a chance or you know i mean you sort of know how that's going to work um this year i was very i was very very nervous very nervous and and i was i was surprised in a way when I won I mean, I don't know if surprise is the right word but I was thrilled surprised I had all the sort of different emotions running through my body but the funny thing about it was was that like during rehearsals the director practices with us what you do if you're the winner he, you know he calls really? out names just a number randomly, and you have to practice, you know, what you would do. And you're supposed to, after your name's called, you're supposed to go and get your crown put on you right away, and then you go to the judges, and you say thank you to them, and then you wave to the crowd. Well, I was so... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the word is, like a wild person. The only thing on my mind was to go and thank the judges. So I totally skipped the crown over, and I went right to the judges, and I'm saying, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And my whole family was out there. I'm waving to them, and all of a sudden I see someone going, you know, pointing and going, the crown, the crown. And the MCs are saying, Joya, the crown. So I had this total look of surprise on my face as I wandered back towards miss kenosha last year and got the crown on it was kind of embarrassing but (laughs) i was just so thrilled my my natural inclination is to say thank you
0: huh that's that's interesting that they run you through those those paces because i you know you you want that moment to work well right exactly now do they have finalists and so on or do they just announce runners up and the winner or how uh...
1: yeah they have second runner up first runner up and the winner okay as well as miss congeniality
0: oh okay You know, you always hear of, oh, I've met all these people and I feel like I've made nine friends and so on. And I hear a lot about how it's a very supportive atmosphere, at least at the national level. Uh, And, I mean, people seem to say that with with all sincerity, really meaning that. When you get down to even a local level, is that pretty much also the experience that these are not so much rivals as... Hmm partners or, or I mean wh- what's that like
1: well to be completely honest with you please that that was one of the reasons why I wasn't sure if I really wanted to run that was something that was sort of holding me back because you know you do hear these horror stories and I have been around the pageants for a while and you know people don't always get along especially in in that kind of situation it's a very competitive atmosphere and everyone wants to win and do well there's a lot of pressure it's understandable. People are are going to be cutthroated times. At Miss Kenosha I, I had a wonderful experience. I, I did meet a lot of nice girls and I had a great time with them and I was sad when it was over. I honestly was. And I was very thrilled about that. And then at Miss Wisconsin I was almost dreading it as well because I was I had heard, you know, once you get to the higher levels it's the cattiness comes through a lot more. Oh interesting. And, very much so. And a lot of these girls at Miss Wisconsin, it was their third, second or third time up there. You know, they want to win. They're not up there for fun and games. So it's going to be cutthroat. And, and I was very apprehensive before going up to Miss Wisconsin. And it was great. I can't even tell you. I met 26 of the most beautiful, talented, and intelligent young women throughout the state. And I, I'm being completely honest with you. Hmm. A majority of them, almost all of them, were very, very wonderful to work with.
0: Wow. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, you, you, you hear that before, and you, you hope that it's true, and you, you hope that people aren't just kind of saying that because it's 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 part of a script. Right. But, uh,
1: but you're always going to have a couple that are, you know sort of just really in in it for winning, and, and that's all. They're not there to make friends, and, and that's how it is. And, and you know, that happens. That's expected. Yeah.
0: Well, the other thing I was curious about is, um, from having performed in a few talent shows along the way, not too many, but I was always struck, especially because this was not my own experience, but I was always struck by the little baton, baton twirler person who had her mother hovering around her you know with a bag of extra batons and extra makeup and this and that and and um and you know sort of sort of like the uh, another version of the little league dad who yes,
1: just the stage goes mom.
0: goes yeah um do you see very much of that in the world of of uh, beauty pageants
1: I didn't know pretty much you know you're 17 to 24 years old you're old enough to care for yourself and to to do it yourself. I I was in a pageant when I was eight, and then again when I was ten. And you saw it then because mm. you were you know a lot younger, and definitely, most definitely, you saw it then. But now, no.
0: Hmm. We're talking with Miss Kenosha, nineteen ninety eight, Joya Zamora. We've been finding out about the experience of of her winning the title of Miss Kenosha, nineteen ninety eight. Her mother. Also, Joya Zamora was uh, Miss Kenosha nineteen seventy-five. What was her uh, Delcante? Delcante, nice name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your mother must have been especially thrilled. I mean, I'm sure all mothers love to see this happen to their daughters if they're so fortunate. But uh, have you talked? Had a chance to talk to your mom very much about what it was like for her, having been a Miss Kenosha, to see you wearing that same crown?
1: Yeah, she. You know, it, it was obviously very. I don't know, for lack of a better word, weird, you know, to (laughs) see your daughter up there. This is the way she explained it to me, just to see your daughter up there 23 years later doing the same exact thing. And, you know, she was so nervous, though. I can't even tell you. She was more nervous than I was. She was just dying sitting out in that seat in that auditorium, and, and she was just really, really happy for me. And she's I think she's having a really great time this year doing all this and being reacquainted with everything. Hmm. She's just having a great time, and I, I'm really happy that I did it for myself as well as for the rest of my family because they're enjoying it as well. well that's
0: good to hear. Uh- the uh, state pageant, in terms of format and so on, was that in any way significantly different from uh, the local pageant?
1: Well, then at the state level, you have preliminary competitions. So you're up in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. That's where it takes place for an entire week. And oh. Yeah. So while you're there, you there's tons of different events. You have parade, a parade with the whole entire city comes out to see you. You have a, a boat ride. You have tons of luncheons, Kiwanis and Rotary luncheons you have um, autograph signings, you have bowling with the Special Olympics and the um, Boys and Girls Club of Oshkosh. They keep you so busy. And plus, you're speaking with all the girls, and you have these strenuous, strenuous, strenuous production number dance rehearsals. Mm. So that was very difficult as well. And and then you have all the pressure on you for for everything and knowing you have to compete at the end of the week, and it's just it's a very emotional time. And then, though, uh, on that Wednesday of that week, you have the interview... And then Thursday and Friday, a preliminary competition. And then you do the um, swimsuit, evening gown, and talent. And from that, the preliminaries, they tally up the scores and they pick a top ten. And that is announced, the top ten is announced Saturday night. And then from that, the top ten does evening gown, swimsuit, and talent in front of everyone that Saturday night. And then they reduce it to top five. And then the top five has an onstage interview. Two different questions. They don't know what they're going to be. And then from that, they pick the runners-up and the winners.
0: Wow. What were your two questions, may I ask?
1: Oh, what were they? My first one was, um, it, it was the first one is always something off your resume. Mm. And mine was, how did it feel being voted biggest thespian by your 1995 graduating senior class at St. Joe's High School? Mm. So that one was kind of threw me for a loop because yeah, I just sort of put that in there as just a, you know a fluff thing just to put in there. Yeah, that seems
0: like kind of a dumb question, if I, I thought, may be frank. Um, I
1: thought I have something better maybe, on there than that. Yeah,
0: well, and that's interesting. Maybe that's exactly why they asked you something like that. That's a, that's a curveball. See if you oh, can hit it. Oh, it was
1: big time. I'm yeah. thinking, trying to remember. Oh, my God, that's right I was. That was my... Yeah. When I was voted, I forgot about that. So I'm sitting there trying to explain... I. I figured. I bet half of the audience didn't even know what a thespian was, hmm. and the other half of them probably thought she said the interviewer said, interviewer said something else. Oh,
0: interesting. <laughs> I'm not well, and you have what. to, yeah, right. And you have to hide that that moment of <laughs> bewilderment that sh- it's in your mind. You know, you don't want to kind of scrunch up your face for a second. Yeah. There.
1: So that oh, was very odd. Second question. The second one was, uh, what was it? <laughs> something pertaining to my platform. Um, I think.
0: Oh, the um, yeah. tutoring students and so on.
1: <laughs> I don't know what it was. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm waiting for the tapes to come from the pageant. They should be here any, any day, but I don't remember. It was something about my platform.
0: Uh, videotape? You yes. Think? Oh, okay. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, that should be interesting. You know, the, the state pageant, I, I, don't, I don't think throughout the state it's telecast on a regular basis. No, no more. But it, I, uh, I do remember watching it once. Uh, not all that long ago, I mean it 's since I lived here uh, in the area, so in the last ten years, and it, it was it was something that was really fun to watch and yeah. uh, it would be fun to be able to watch it again sometimes. so is this like a local television produced kind of video, or yes, or just
1: the people up at the pageant they they have a video, so you can buy it
0: yes, yeah, so you can relive that a bit yeah
1: i 'm excited to see it
0: yeah well, once you become Miss Kenosha and all of this happens and you 're done with the state pageant, then i who sort of puts together your schedule from that point on? When it's time to uh, appear at this parade and time to sing for this thing and whatever, um, in in some ways, I suppose your time is not your own. How how are those decisions made about where you're going to make appearances?
1: Well, it's it's very open. It's up to me a lot of the time, you know. I mean, there's certain things the Miss Kenosha is required to do every year, but basically, the the director and president of the pageant, Mr. Lou Cristiano. He, you know, you just work with him. Whatever fits your schedule, nothing's pushed on you. You know, when you have school, that school comes first. So basically, you know, he figures things out and he, people will call him and ask, you know, can she come for this or that? And he'll call me. It works that way. It's very easy. Hmm. So, you know, that's a great thing about it. You're very, it's very flexible.
0: Yeah. Do you enjoy that aspect of it, the making of special appearances and so on? Are, is it sometimes fun, sometimes not so fun? Talk about that a little bit. The well, being out in public. You know,
1: I enjoy it a lot. I do. And I I like to um, to work with the public and speak with the public. That's just how I am. That's my personality. And and so I, I love it. But... Um, It can be rather tedious at times, especially when I was still in school up at Marquette. You know, I was driving back and forth a lot. And especially this summer when I was preparing for Miss Wisconsin, I was driving to Milwaukee to meet with my trainer all the time. And yet I had work and appearances to make. But, you know, that's why you do it. Hmm. So you're out in the public. That's don't sign up for something like this. Don't be a contestant for something like this if you're not going to be able to commit yourself. And the best thing about it is, you know, I'm going to be graduating from school soon. I, I know I don't need to learn responsibility. I already know responsibility somewhat. But, you know, it's good to, to get tested once in a while. And, and I think it's, it's done a lot for me. I've grown a lot as a person. And I think having this experience is going to be something that's going to help me throughout the rest of my life. As far as the real world goes and all of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As we talk about the real world, I I do want to talk a little bit about this work that you do in terms of your platform, and that's your participation in this group called Students Enhancing Education, S-E-E. When did you first get involved in that, and and how? What drew you to that uh, particular program?
1: About a year ago, I got involved. Maybe... Actually, yeah, a little over a year ago at Marquette, and um, I got involved. Actually, that was one of my questions for Evening Gown, because you answered an an onstage question. They asked me how I got involved in it. Mm. So now it's coming to me slowly okay. but surely. It's, all right. Um, I got involved because I, I wanted to uh, join some, some type of volunteer organization there, and I was sitting in class, and a lot of times they write things on the blackboard, different um, groups, just information for um, their meeting or this meeting or whatever, and I saw in there it said, "Do you like kids? Do you want to help them and th- There was a number and an information on when the meeting was going to be, and I went to the meeting and it took off from there. I, I go once or twice a week while i'm at school, and I go to the same classroom and i I'm with the same children, and I build you know friendships with them throughout the entire year and i I learn about them I learn about their their family life and their interests and, and everything. And it's great, you know. You see a lot of sad cases. And it's something that I've had to become used to. Growing up in, you know, suburban Kenosha, you don't really see, you don't get a taste of that, you know, the inner-city minority life, really. And it's, it's been a really eye-opening experience for me.
0: Yeah. What age kids are we talking about with this particular classroom that you have visited?
1: That was a first, second, and third-grade classroom mixed.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, Very interesting.
0: And so was this during the school day itself or kind of an after school or before school thing? I mean, for the the school children.
1: Yeah, it was during their school day. I would come at different times sometimes. Sometimes I'd come and be in their gym class and play gym with them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'd come during reading, math. You know, it all depended.
0: Yeah. And then the teacher, was she steering you to particular students that needed special help?
1: Yeah, she would she would tell us because, you know, a lot of those kids don't necessarily, you know, you don't like to stereotype, but a lot of them, them don't get a lot of help from home. So they, they need the extra help with their homework and things. And we also, another thing to mention is that... Marquette, our group, has different events at Marquette that we we invite these students to come to, like scavenger hunts. We have Christmas parties, Halloween parties, all different things. So we interact with them outside of the school setting as well. So it's not just, you know, focused on reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah.
0: Sounds like a wonderful program. It really is. Yeah. Do you have any hopes that uh, something like that? at some point might be implemented in Kenosha?
1: I really do hope so. And, you know, when I traveled to, to some of the various schools here in Kenosha, one of the first things I asked the kids and I made sure I asked them was, what would they think if this happened at their school? Would they like it? You know, because a lot of times I don't think people bothered. to ask the kids. They just sort mm. of had these programs. And mm. they're the ones that it's for. You might as well ask them. And mm-hmm. I really was interested to see what they would say. And it was an overwhelming majority said yes. Because you know, from various reasons, to you know, I, I look up to older people, or I don't have an older sibling to help me, so you know, it's nice, and and I don't see how anything like that could be negative at all. Mm-hmm. And as long as you can get the volunteers that want to do it, yeah, I think it'd be a great thing.
0: Yeah. So are you thinking of pursuing it any further? I mean. In- Maybe taking a proposal to the school board or or just doing some talking with?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely going to try. Definitely going to try. It's going to be difficult while I'm at school as well, but Mm -hmm. that was my plan through all of this was to to try and get that started here. So hopefully we'll keep our fingers crossed that something like that can happen.
0: Yeah. Now you have your your final year at Marquette University coming up and uh, graduating then with a broadcast journalism degree. Uh, what are your hopes for uh, your life after Marquette? What what aspect of journalism attracts you at this point?
1: To tell you the truth, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe of steering away from journalism and, and going in the public relations field or oh. working possibly for the Better Business Bureau. I think I might enjoy something like that. Huh. I don't know, you know. I, I don't want to limit myself to just, you know, reporting or or something like that. I want to keep my options open. And like I said before, I I love working with the public, and I I think a public relations job would would suit me well. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see what happens. I don't know. Maybe I'll be back at Miss Wisconsin. Who knows? It's all up in the air right now. I have no plans Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Nothing set in stone. So I'm going to see. Whatever happens, I'm going to. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Well, keeping your options open is something that makes a lot of sense. Most definitely. Well, in the, in the meantime, you have um, a few months left in your reign. Now, when you're in school, I suppose things throttle down a little bit and you're not making so many appearances and so on. What are your responsibilities as next March approaches um, your participation with the next Miss Kenosha pageant?
1: Well, I just, you know, work with Lou on the script and everything and um, figure out what songs I want to sing and what I want to say to to the people that come. And basically that's all. That's,
0: have you thought very much about what that night is going to be like? I know, always uh, think that's interesting <laughs> when that uh, that person about to give up their crown often and dissolves and just sobs and it's this big emotional thing. I suppose my thing about it, it, it makes some sense. I mean, it's a, it's another passing into another chapter, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I have thought about it a lot. I have. I try not to, but I, I, you know, like I said, I've been to these pageants every single year since I was born, and I've seen a multitude of tears coming from these girls' eyes, and, you know, I always imagine being up there, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be very difficult, and I'm, I'm not really looking forward to it, especially having my whole family there and, you know, getting so emotional in front of everyone, but that's what happens, you know. There's a beginning and an end, so... You have to just do it and pass it on to someone else and give them the best advice that you possibly can. And also, you know, it'll be different for me because, well, everyone's asking me, are you going to run again and try and be at Miss Wisconsin again? Because they have open pageants that you can run for. Oh. So, um, you know, I'm thinking about it, maybe, maybe not, but it's not going to be the same because I won't be Miss Kenosha. And that this is where I was born and raised. And, you know, it, it will just be very different. So mm-hmm. How
0: does that work? I mean, an open pageant, that means where it's it's not affiliated with any particular community?
1: Yeah, well, uh, they have, you know, Miss Southeastern Wisconsin, oh. Miss Midwest, Miss Western Wisconsin. I see. So, you know, lately, a lot of the winners, a majority, have been coming from those pageants because it's repeats. Re- the girls are all repeats.
0: So you get to uh, look at your schedule and weigh your options, and decide if you want to do that.
1: Yeah, and, you know, those girls don't really necessarily have any commitments other than Miss Wisconsin. Mm. Pretty much it's kind of like just basically a trip there. Okay. That's what it is. It's not like Miss Kenosha is where you have appearances and stuff right, and Right, parades and festivals yes. and
0: so on. Oh, interesting. Well, we'll be interested to see uh, what what happens in, in, <laughs> in the midst of all that. Well, Joya, it's been a real pleasure to uh, talk to you and... Uh, I don't know about our listeners, but I know that I've learned an awful lot about uh, the, the world of, of pageants and so on. <laughs> it's something we we maybe hear about and read about, and we kind of see it on the surface, but we don't realize right. all that goes on, that candidates have trainers and that uh, <laughs> all kinds of preparation goes into I think I have an it.
1: ulcer now from all of this, I'm <laughs> telling you. Oh,
0: I hope not. I hope you've, <laughs> it's uh,
1: grueling, but it's so much fun at the same time, you yeah. know. Yeah.
0: Well, we wish you the very best in the coming months with uh, your future plans and so on. And uh, we thank you again for joining us on The Morning Show.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: Joya Zamora, Miss Kenosha, 1998. This interview with Joya Zamora was recorded and initially broadcast back in 1998. She has gone on to do all kinds of exciting things since then. A former attorney, Joya Zamora, who is now Joya Zamora Santarelli, was diagnosed 10 years ago with MS, multiple sclerosis. Her physician at the time advised her that the best way for her to maintain her health and well-being and vitality would be to use yoga. In 2020, Joya Zamora became a certified yoga instructor and actually opened and continues to operate her own yoga studio called Santosha Yoga. It's located uh, at 11 878 25th Court in Pleasant Prairie. If you would like more information on all that they offer, you can go to mysantoshayoga.com or call them at 705-3861.